With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just let go of your childhood shit, man. Trust me, it's going to kill you later. It's not going to be at first. got to go through a divorce or two, and then eventually like, it just like sticks in. Yeah, that's, I'm not the cheeriest of pure, pure people, man. I am a... Uh, I can I can admit that I am one chubby crab in a bucket. Is I'm just I, I have a hard time watching people feel happy about themselves. I on one hand I think it's great that Lizzo's a big success. Uh, on the other side I'm kind of getting tired of these people who are fatter than me thinking I'm just a little bit too much self confidence. You know what I mean? <laughs> My wife is like, is, are you upset? Are you being all? Are you being a hater? Is you being a hater because there's not like a guy Lizzo? Yes, that's exactly why I'm, I'm pissed off about that. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm the guy to fill that role, though. I don't know if I could be the guy that's still looking at all the other fellas out there and be like, "All right, fellas, yeah, all right. Guess what? Guess what? Just because the back of your car smells like sold cigarettes and divorce doesn't mean you can't have your friends. Yeah, come on. All right, uh, you know, and just go like, just because every jack in the box in town knows your name and your order." But the moment you pull up, that doesn't doesn't mean you can't turn the ship around, you know, like so. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been up here at Tandoori Girl, and I'm so happy that I came up here tonight, guys. Thank you so much. My name's Dave Jermaine. Let's get Billy Joe back up here, guys. What does it take to go from a nine-to-five life to one of creativity? I'm your host, Dave Germain, and this week is going to be a solo episode, to be quite honest with you. I gave you a little tiny bit of uh, a set I did up at Tandoori Grill. That's a show that Billy Joe Gillespie does uh, up in uh, uh, up in Boulder, Colorado. And it's been a weird, it was weird because it had been a long time since I've been up. The last time I was in Boulder was uh, the time that I almost got in a fight with that dude who did not like uh, my uh, my special needs racist joke. So uh, that was kind of a weird night for me. Uh, Billy Joe had some insane weed. I don't know, like it was this, like in really intense sativa weed. I'm not a big, huge weed smoker, but holy shit, those things really, really knocked me on my ass. And what was kind of nice about it is that... Um, it was this weird high where, like, I was completely baked and loopy, but I didn't feel like my head was inside of a bunch of concrete. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm like, what do you call this? And she's like, man. I'm like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> but, yeah, Billy Joe uh, runs a great room up there at the Tandoori Grill. So, if you happen to be in Boulder, man, uh, check it out. She she is definitely a comedian that puts funny first, uh, a booker who puts funny first, which is one of those things I really appreciate. So... But yeah, that was like a little bit of a, that was like a new bit uh, that I had, uh, which was kind of like, that's kind of not something you're supposed to do, really. 
like you're only supposed to be putting stuff up there that you know that works and i i tried that little lizzo bit like once or twice so that thing it's got it's got a ways to go it's not it's not polished by any stretch of the imagination but uh either way i was really really happy to be up there and i'm happy to be here man to do talk to you guys a little bit today uh this is gonna be a super long podcast i just wanted to uh give you an idea let you know what's been going on with me uh i've had I've been having a lot of health issues over this past year, and a lot of it is, is well, <laughs> uh, what's been really strange is that, like, I know that my, uh, when it comes to health and germane men in my family, we start having some problems, like really, really big medical issues probably in our early 50s. So I just turned 44 this year, and at the beginning of this year, I was like, I'm going to try to get ahead of all this stuff, man. I'm going to try to uh, to get healthy and give my chance, you know, give my body a chance to get better or feel better before, and I hate that term, get be better, uh, uh, before I start having all these health issues and stuff. And I'm really glad that I started doing that this year because uh, after going to the doctor, she's like, well, I think you had a strong, like, immune system and your body's been able to fight a lot of things off, but now it's getting to the point where you're not really fight, you can't fight it off you know, these ailments and stuff anymore, you know. So now I have to kind of get back into yoga if I want to get my back to feel better. I had to do something about my sleep, um, which I didn't realize sleep was going to be that important. Holy shit, is that important, guys? Um, apparently, because, you know, like, my mom snores, my dad snored. I just always took it that, like, hey, snoring is something that people do. Uh, that's just a thing. Right, you have folks who always said like, "Oh, you're snoring." I'm like, "How do you not snore? Everybody snores." Yeah, well, apparently not everybody does. And uh, what I found out is that I've had uh, sleep apnea, so I'm like, "Yeah, I get it. That means I snore, whatever." No, that means that I can't breathe, and uh, my body never really gets to actually rest. And if you if you can't rest, like your cortisol levels, from what I understand, are just constantly jacked. Uh, which means it's just you're you're putting a lot of undue stress on your on uh, on your body that doesn't need to be. It's kind of like trying to rev your car as fast as or drive as fast as you can down the freeway while having your foot on the brake. So that's that's the best way I could describe it. So <coughs> uh, because of my wife Jenny uh, being legit worried and scared about me. <laughs> saying that it's really difficult for her to sleep because she's constantly listening to see if I've died or not, you know, <laughs> if, if I've stopped breathing, which apparently I, uh, like in, oh my gosh, when they gave me my sleep report, they're like, yeah, you have about 96, 97 apias per hour. We're supposed to be, that's supposed to be like a 14 max, you know, and I'm like, holy shit. So, because uh, she paid all the money for the really good insurance, and she was like, all right, I, need, I want you to do this, and I did it, and I got the sleep apnea machine. So, that was last Tuesday, and so it's been about six days that I've used this so far. Um, it's not like the first time you use it, everything is different overnight. But what I can tell you is that I felt just a little bit more awake, a little less drowsy when I woke up in the morning. Like, I, I, my head was just a little bit clearer throughout the whole day. That was just the first day. Second day, same thing. Um, because of the mattress or whatever, I got to find something else to do about this, but my uh, my back was killing me, so that kind of kept me from really, really getting good a good amount of sleep. So the third night, I slept on the recliner. That was a little better, but I find that 
like my body has been used to waking up uh, after about three hours. And that's kind of, it's still been doing that. So I'm still working on getting to full, like, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep all the way through. Haven't been able to do that yet. Um, and, uh, but that's with the sleep apnea. I wake up feeling better. I can tell you that. I've been feeling better every day that I've been waking up. Um, I could feel, um, uh, my, they, they mentioned that like your testosterone levels will start to get back to normal once you actually, uh, get some rest. Yeah, that's true as well. I'm getting super broy and shit. Like I just signed up for ESPN plus just so that way I can watch MMA fights. You know what I mean? That was sleep apnea. What do you know? But, uh, sip of coffee for the work of man. Uh, but either way, I'm really, really excited about this. Now, granted, uh, it's a, it is uncomfortable sleeping with one of these things on. Uh, if anybody has one or was thinking about getting one, it, it takes some work to get used to, to sleeping with this uh, with a mask on your face. Uh, I would suggest that the alternative is getting sick and not being able to heal correctly, so... Um, you know, that's up to you, I guess, if you really want to be stubborn about it, but I, uh, I'm like, hey, listen, I know this is, I came into this knowing that it was going to be uncomfortable, knowing it was something that, uh, I was going to want to reject, so I've been working at that, and I, uh, really, really been staying solid with it, and, uh, after just one week, I'm going to feel a big difference, I'm curious to see what happens at the second week, I'm going to try to start working out again, now that I know, like, here's an example, I had, uh, I had to help out with, um, uh, one of, um, one of the banquets or that I, you know, was one of my bigger events of the, of, uh, December. It's like, you know, uh, for 900 something people at my job for catering. Right. So I went to go check on both of the teams, making sure, and I'm walking back between both buildings back and forth. And it used to be when I was waiting tables, guys, like on my Fitbit, I would get 10,000 steps easily by around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at noon, right? I've been working in an office. I barely max out at five to 6,000 steps a day, which is really, really bad. That's another thing that really contributed to my shitty health. But um, I, I easily, I, I hit, I think it was like 13, 14,000 steps that day or something. It was a lot. And uh, so my body was super, super achy. Uh, my feet were really swollen. I was just like, I felt like shit when I got home. I can tell you, with that mask on, with that whole machine, uh, I felt completely rested the next day. That is something that I was not expecting, man. I was expecting to be sore for the next three days, which is something that was pretty normal, you know. So I'm like, holy shit, this is, I think I've turned a corner on this, so I'm really excited to see where that takes me. So, um, yeah, I don't know, it, it, It's it's that's one of a the main things I guess I wanted to talk about. Uh, the other one, um, moving away from the sleep apnea machine and health, uh, we'll switch topics here. I, uh, there was a, a fellow comic, um, he was really, I'm not going to go into details what he was posting about, because it was very po uh, personal stuff that he was posting out specifically for the uh, comics and other people in his life that are in the Denver scene, but he is, uh, he's getting to a low, core, a low part in his life, uh, it, it centered around like, uh, drugs, alcohol, things like that, uh, shitty behavior. And, uh, so I had, uh, kind of reached out via private messages and stuff, you know, and talked to him a little bit cause I have some experience with that. And, um, 
this isn't really even what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was, he's like, I know I should be better. And then there was something about that phrase, because I've seen that so many times. And this is one of those phrases that I think that it has a really, uh, it comes from a good place, and it's not going to end up in a good place. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, um, how originally uh, the concept or the topic of white privilege was about to really, really bring to light the, the inequalities uh, that are inherent in uh, the society that we live in, right? I totally get that. Um, I'm not saying that they don't have a point because they definitely do, the people who came up with that, but the way that they intended it and the what it ended up being, which is a way to shut somebody down just because they came from a different place than somebody else, uh, that's what I knew what was going to happen as soon as I heard that, right? So it's one of those things I'm going to put. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But be better in that same category. Like, <laughs> where, hey man, this is something where like, you could be a better person than you are right now. You could do something, you know, and, um. No, it's just going to be basically you're not good enough for me. That's what it's going to be ended. That's what it's going to be used as. That's that's my prediction for the year 2020. And this whole idea where um, like be better, like why, <laughs> for who, for what, for other people who already don't give a shit about me. I don't give a fuck about that. Why would I want to be better for them? You know what I mean. Uh, this is just that whole phrase, it's going to backfire. It is going to backfire like so many other things in this world that we try to do to make this place better. And uh, I don't know. I um, That's really what got me to uh, to reach out to this dude. Because <laughs> when he says, I know I should be better, and I'm like, uh, let's stop worrying about what you're doing to everybody else. Let's start, you know, let's focus on what you're doing on to you. This is a time to be emotionally so uh, and thoughtfully selfish and introspective because you were going to really it's going to take a lot of work a lot 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 of work to really really kind of dig yourself out of a trap that you've already that is uh that that they have dug for themselves and i know this and i i actually uh i got to check in with the dude uh probably today just to see how things are going. Like, I'm not a sponsor. I'm not as, I'm not even that close of a friend of this guy. It's just, it's one of those things where I can see if somebody is generally really, really, really hurting and uh, really want to make a, really want to make a change. I know how scary it is to do that. I know how painful it is to do that. Like I always say, death is easy. Birth is painful. Rebirth is fucking torturous. Having a really, um, not, I, I know Christians kind of get a lock on this, but being reborn as somebody who you want to be, uh, that is absolutely painful. To really, really break down your ego without the use of any psychedelics, and I've never used psychedelics, so, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking about, like in meetings that I used to go to were all these central ideas that I had about my own, who I thought my person being, 
and really having people break through all the bullshit, all the lies that I had been telling myself and having to admit that who I am and who I thought I was are two different things. That was fucking horrible. I have never cried so hard in my life. I never... There's a few times I I felt like uh, as much emotional pain. One of them was when my father died. The other one was uh, when my first wife found out about all the extramarital shit that I had been doing, and I realized, like, I had been caught, and holy shit, who is this guy who did all this stuff? Oh, wait, that was you. Oh, my God. That was, like, that was on the verge of a psychotic break. And then the other one was going through these meetings that I was going to and really breaking down my ego in order to get to a person, to get back to that baseline, to get back to who I was before all of the crazy shit happened. And then building from there, you know, that it's it's super, super painful. And it's not as easy as somebody saying, you know, you should be better. Um, it's... Yeah, this is an egotistical way of uh, putting it. Um, trying to talk about going through steps of recovery uh, and getting help from people who have never had to go through it. Uh, it's. I wonder if it would be the same as like if a if a woman was in labor and some dude who is never and knows nothing about it knows nothing about uh, delivering babies and stuff, and he's trying to talk uh, a, a woman in labor going through, uh, and, you know, this is what you should be feeling. It's not that bad. It's like, you don't know what the fuck it is like, you know. So I wonder if it's something similar to that. But um, I'll check in with the dude and uh, see how he's doing. It's because I also, I think he's, he's a super talented person, and I would hate to see somebody waste so many years of their life in the same way that I did, um, trying to justify their own, uh, issues and pretending like they don't have it, have any, and then uh, realizing when they get in their mid thirties that, uh, holy shit, what did I do with fifteen years of my life? You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. I keep pulling for him. I seen another friend of mine, uh, somebody close to me. I uh, was really involved with the community uh, that he that was help uh, building, fostering, and stuff, and. Uh, uh, he had to step away from it. I had to tell him, I'm like, I, I think, honestly, that this person, like, his creative energies were being sapped away from uh, from people who didn't really, commu- uh, I don't know. I don't know if they didn't appreciate it. I don't know. I, there was a lot of things that I wanted to tell him over the years, and I kept my mouth shut because I'm not there. I'm not, uh, I'm not around, I'm not in his circles. I don't really, the only thing I know of is people that he talks to or what I see on Facebook. So I can't, it wouldn't be right of me to be like, this is what the problem is, man. This is fucked up. But he's a super creative dude. He actually, he doesn't want to do it. And I, and I respect that, but he has the mind of a comic. And uh, I think he would find some really, really interesting, smart, intelligent uh, um, bits and things on stage. And I, but he doesn't like to be a performer. Uh, so... That is something, for some reason, I guess, man, I have a hard time accepting so when somebody has the ability, and this is on me, not on them, right? But I have a hard time when somebody has the ability, the intelligence, and I know, I feel like they have the desire to actually do something really, really amazing. But they're like, oh, okay, but they're scared of performing. And I think, in my mind, that I'm like, dude, if you did this enough, you wouldn't be scared about it. You would actually be really good at it. And... um 
but that's dangerous territory, right? Like you want to like encourage somebody to uh, to go in a positive direction, but then after a while, you're like, wait a second, am I doing this just because is that something that they want to do, or is it because what I want them to do? Ooh, holy shit, one of those paths is going to do cause some serious fucking damage on a friendship and a relationship. But um, either way, I, I really, really hope that he uh, uh, that he tells all these people to go fuck themselves and just gets on stage and starts talking about shitty jokes about cats or whatever. But uh, I, I know that's where he's going to start. I think where he's going to come to is this really, really fucking epically intelligent uh comedy and performance art and stuff that goes along with it so i don't know <coughs> i wish i was back in arizona for that uh or i told him to come out to denver we'll go hit up some mics and stuff and i'll give him give him some pointers give him some uh some things to you know uh you know to look for and what to watch out for you know um I know in phoenix at the time when i first started comedy there was maybe about five or six mics in the whole valley and I only went to two of them because those are the ones I felt comfortable with. Uh, actually, occasionally three. But um, that was a mistake. I really should have been hitting as many mics as possible, uh, different environments and stuff, because that's how you get better. That's how you improve and stuff, is that having to go to uh, a bar that they don't want to listen to you and try to get their attention. I think, you should get the, I think those things are important. I don't like to live there. Uh, because then all you get used to people ignoring you, and you never get to see the other side of what your performance could be. Um, but, yeah, I would like to show them all that shit, and be like, come on, dude. So, uh, and this is just some random spitting thoughts here, guys, because I don't know, um, and feel free to uh, message me uh, through the speaker app, which that's what we're doing this podcast through now, but... Um, I think the problem with compassion is that you have to care about everybody, especially people that you don't want to care about. Right? I think the problem with being to trying to be in really inclusive, an inclusive environment is that you would have to accept everybody. And not everybody is deserving of being accepted. And it's I think it's um, when you're really inclusive of certain people but not others then the hypocrisy is so great, I think you lose the whole point of trying to be inclusive in the first place. So, um, like I understand there's certain folks that have different, uh, um, certain levels of skill when it comes to social interaction. And I'm not saying just because somebody uh, uh, who isn't good at being social should be automatically dismissed from a group. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's definitely people out there that could try to help them adjust try to help them learn, you know, that's great. But if they refuse to learn, uh, then maybe that group isn't for you. I don't know. It's this really weird thing. It's it's kind of like, you know, like I always say many times before, human beings can't have anything nice. And I think, that, <laughs> uh, I see a lot of, I don't know, man. It's the idea of inclusivity, I think, is good on paper. I think the actual practical application of it uh, hurts a lot of it hurts way more things than it helps and I have no examples to, uh, to to show for this it's just a random feeling so please feel free to dismiss that as much as you want but I, I, I always think each, everybody deserves a shot to, to, to make new friends and to be you know part of a group I think but uh, not everybody's gonna make the most out of that shot you know what I mean there's just some folks 
They're going to be like, hey, man, thanks for inviting me. Now I'm going to decide to fart up this room and then throw everything around the room. All right, what do you mean I'm, I can't come back? Well, that's bullshit, you know. It's, that's, that's an extreme example, but I don't know. Uh, so either way, I, I said I wanted to try to keep this podcast short. Obviously, I trailed off there for the last eight minutes or so, but uh, I will say that I will have some guests coming back next week or this weekend. I'm going to try to... Uh, I'll try to get Daniel Reskin back on because I saw him briefly at a mic about two months ago. And I think that dude is just super, super fascinating. And he was telling me that he's been having a hard time doing comedy as well, but he's been focusing on other things. So I want to talk to him about that. And uh, I'm going to try to get Chuck Roy back in here. That dude is super busy, but he's, uh, you know what, even if he doesn't, even if he can't make it to this podcast, let me say this, Chuck Roy, you were nice enough to do a couple of episodes for me before. I appreciate your time, so hopefully I'll get you back in here. If not, guys, you're going to have to wait a little bit. And then uh, other folks, and if anything, Hamble and I are supposed to be starting a new podcast. I don't know where the fuck that's going, but uh, I will get down and talk with him and be like, all right, what the fuck are we doing, man? You know what I mean? And we'll just keep moving, moving, moving. Other than that, uh, guys, subscribe on Spreaker, please. That really is going to help out the podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts and stuff. I am trying to get everywhere this podcast uh to, on many platforms as possible, so hopefully, um, I was going to say tell your friends about it, but you know what, your friends might be pissed off at you, like, dude, you got to listen to this podcast, and like, yeah, dude, that's like fucking 25 minutes, I'm never going to get back in my life, you asshole, why did you make me listen to that, so, but I don't know, um, any support is absolutely welcomed and appreciated, guys, so thank you so much, signing off for the Disjointed Podcast, I'm Dave Tremaine, you have yourself a great week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.